Hello and welcome to the Manager Mojo Show. Steve Caldwell here and we're so glad that you're here. We use our mojo to really become greater leaders. Now, let's get started by listening to something good. Oh, I feel good. I knew that. Want to make 2017 your best year ever? Then let me be your teacher, your mentor. I've prepared special courses and webinars for you that will help you succeed and to give you access directly to me. Go to mojouniversity.com and sign up today. You have nothing to lose. Try me for 30 days and if you aren't satisfied, I guarantee you a full refund, no questions asked. Don't go it alone. Let me be your guide at mojouniversity.com. Be successful today. Oh, I feel good. I knew that I would not. I feel good. I knew that I would not. So good. So good. I got you. Hello and welcome everyone to the Manager Mojo Show. Steve Caldwell here. And today I'm going to ask you, do you need a 100-day report card? Now, this kind of uh, topic came to me because I was, I've been watching with great interest. The press is totally fascinated with giving uh, President Trump a report card for his first 100 days in office. And I've been watching this uh, kind of humorously because, to me, uh, this 100-day report card is really nothing but a way for them to promote their shows and to get people to listen and to get uh, either the supporters uh, really energized or the people that are opposed to the president fired up and ready to go against him. But why are they doing this? I mean, even uh, Fox News has had a show every day, and they're measuring the person or the president's first 100 days. And we've done this for a long time. Uh, president Trump is certainly not the first one to do it. And uh, the reason that I'm fascinated with it is because we also see the same mentality in business. Uh, so many people today are being hired and they're being required to sign a 90-day uh, no-harm, no-fault opt-out if the company thinks that this person is not going to meet the requirements of the job, then they can terminate them with, with no recourse and no money being paid to that individual. And so this idea that we can kind of try people out for 90 days or 100 days and then decide whether they're, they're doing a good job or a bad job, uh, to me, is, is really totally ludicrous. And I want to just point out that if we're doing those types of things in our leadership within our companies, we need to be prepared to suffer the consequences because there will be consequences to this kind of short-range thinking and planning because at the core of all of this is a, a an inability to specify what does success in that job look like 
For example, do you really believe that we can tell whether a president is going to be successful in his first 100 days in office? I mean, there's so many uh, variables that come into play. Uh, number one, you've got to look at uh, the direction that this particular president's going versus the prior president. If it's in a different direction, then it's going to take an adjustment period to kind of steer the ship differently. It'd be the same thing in business as saying, you know what, I'm going to do a turnaround of this company that's failing, and I'm going to come in, and just because I walk in the door, we're going to instantly start making money because I'm there and the old guard is out. Now, if you've ever been in that situation where you've had to do a turnaround, you know how stupid that actually sounds because you are going to face opposition. And just like you face opposition in your business, a president's going to face opposition in all sorts of ways. And it's certainly not going to be that just because he's the new president that the whole government is going to line up behind the president and they're going to do what he says to do. That's not how it works in the government and in politics. And I'll tell you what, it's not how it works in business either. Because in business, you walk in, and there are going to be those people that are still there, and they're going to fight you tooth and nail for every change that you make. They're going to show you that you don't know what you're talking about, and because you don't know what you're talking about, and we've already tried this, and we've already done that, that you're going to fail. So being able to, to actually turn it around instantly it's totally absurd because you're going to have many, many roadblocks thrown in front of you. Now, at least you wouldn't have to be in the same position that a president of the United States would have to be because the president faces not just domestic obstacles, meaning Congress and uh, the opposition party, uh, the president also faces countries from around the world that want to seize upon the opportunity when a president just takes office. That's when he's the weakest. That's when he's the most vulnerable because they haven't been in long enough to really set, a, set their policies in stone. And so because of that weakness, these countries will test that new president and they will oftentimes force a change in the prioritization of his agenda. And so just like the president in business, when you take over a new situation, you're going to be hit with outside influences as well. And even your best plans may not be able to be implemented immediately because you have obstacles that are thrown up that have to be resolved right away. And you're going to have to devote time, energy, and resources in order to make those things begin to happen. But how can we begin to get away from this 100-day mentality where we can uh, really measure success or failure? I happen to believe that when you're, you're turning around uh, a, a ship or a business or, uh, in the president's case, politics into a different direction, you have to really understand what does success in that new direction look like. I think this is often overlooked in business. We tend to figure out, okay, what, what would uh, success look like? Most business people do a very poor job 
of really thinking about how the job needs to be done. In other words, they don't, they don't look at the requirements that the job has and they determine, well, okay, what would this successful leader look like? Would this successful leader look like one that's uh, highly motivating, directive, analytical? Uh, or would a leader in this particular department need to be more uh, encouraging, motivating, and a person that is, works with a team-building mentality instead of a directive style? You see, all of these things can vary depending on the goals of the job itself and the company. And yet, most of us really and truly don't even know what that means. We don't even understand that we have to think about those things. Uh, I see it all the time in companies that I consult with and in business leaders that are trying to do a turnaround. And they're saying, well, okay, if I want to go this direction, well, okay, you may go in that direction, but let's talk about what does it look like when you get to your destination? You see, most of us would never think about getting into a car and driving cross-country without having a plan, without having some map where we've looked along the way and we said, you know, okay, if we go to, we're going from uh, West Coast to East Coast and we're going to have some checks, some stops along the way and we're going to be able to look and see how much time we've spent did we go a good route or did we go through construction that we could have avoided if we just taken a different route? Business is oftentimes that same way. We should have little step, step points that we stop and we review and we say, okay, are we still on our track so that when we get to that end of, uh, destination that we've actually arrived in an efficient manner and in a manner that can be defended uh, meaning that it can be celebrated. You see, it's one thing to defend your actions, but it's a completely different thing to celebrate your actions. You want to know where you're going and how you're going to get there, but oftentimes it requires you to shift and change and be willing to be open to new ideas in order to get the result that you want. The president would have uh, in their job is going to have to do the same thing with Congress. They're going to have to build alliances with legislators that maybe they don't really like or they don't totally agree with, but they're going to have to figure out how they can meet each other's needs in order for the country to win. Now, I realize in the United States, we've almost forgotten what it's like to cooperate with one another in politics. It's so nasty that it's, it's actually disgusting to even watch. But yet, in business, we cannot allow that type of mentality to permeate our business. And yet, it does all the time. I'll see one department fighting another just because they don't want the other department to get some type of benefit or some type of control or some type of win that they don't also get. And it's really sad because ultimately it's a breakdown in leadership and leadership is bombarded by all of these, these competing interests coming at them. And if you don't have that clear defined path that you want to go forward in, you're going to struggle in order to understand whether your company is going to win. 
So let me give you a, a, a perfect example of, of leadership that just has no freaking idea what they're doing and how they're doing it. And because I've watched this for uh, well over uh, 30 years in business, and it, 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 I, I just really am amazed at how poorly sales organizations usually are run and how poorly they're put together, and even worse, how poorly they're, ma they're maintained in terms of, of, of looking at results. You see, sales ought to be one of those areas where you could look and say there's a result or there's not result. But yet, <laughs> I see it. This, it here's the example. Let me just go to the example. I think this will make sense. I had an example lately uh, where uh, a manager went back to his, his team and he increased their goals in the middle of the month, not just for that month, but for the year. Now, think about what had to happen for a manager of a sales team to do that. The leadership that he reported to said, you have not been assigning enough sales uh, goals to your people. So they ripped him and say, okay, you got to increase the goals for your team. So what does he do? He goes to his team and says, hey, I'm, I, I don't like having to do this. I fought this, but I'm going to have to increase everybody's goals this month. Well, hello, that affects every single freaking thing in the sales organization. What about the compensation plan, for example? If, you're, if you were paying out bonuses uh, based on 100% or 105% or 110% that you get an additional bonus, and then you increase their sales in the middle of the month, guess what? You just gave everybody a pay cut. If you want to see your sales team walk out the door, start doing that kind of crap over and over again. Because what you're doing, salespeople are nearly always motivated by money. They want results. They anticipate results. Your sales goals should not be what your company needs them to do. Your sales goals should be such that they're encouraging your sales team so that they're meeting their 100% of their goal. And the manager's goal is to get them at 120 and 125 and 130%. You don't want to make your compensation plans such that people are worried about their freaking job. This is stupid. And yet, it happens so much that it's frightening to me. If you really need the sales goals that are unrealistic, you don't have enough salespeople. You need to think about, what do I have to do in order to get the right number of salespeople so that the vast majority of my sales force can meet their goal? It shouldn't be some Herculean effort that you've got to go out and hire a sales superstar to fill your sales job because if you do if you have to depend on the sales superstar you're going to have to go hire 10 of them in order to really meet your corporate goals it's just crappy management all the way around and yet what do companies do they do the same thing over and over again and they'll talk to the other company and they'll say well we did this and it, yeah i mean 80% of our salespeople don't really meet their goal, but we don't fire them because, hey, at 80%, we're still doing okay. Well, that's dumb because you've got a, a demotivated force. In other words, it goes right back to my original statement, which is, do you really know what the end game looks like? Do you know what success looks like in your company and for your divisions and for your people? 
that's what makes for a good result. You should not be in a situation where you're so focused on the short-term result that everybody is really unsure of whether they're being successful or not. Every day when an employee comes to work, they should know whether or not they're succeeding or they're failing. You, you just shouldn't be surprising people. And so when you start to think about this idea of do you really want to use or implement a 100-day report card in your business, I, I hope that what you'll understand is that your report card is driven by daily success, that you don't put up artificial timelines and barriers where you don't really know whether that's a success or not. It's not going to do you any good, and it won't do your company any good. And in conclusion, I can assure you that it would be impossible to measure the success or failure of any president in the first 100 days that they're in office. You gotta, they were elected for four years. You're going to determine in three years, uh, three and a half years, four years, and in some cases after they're out of office, you're going to determine whether that president was a success or a failure. And so I would hope that you would start to implement in your business reasonable thought processes, things that understand and demonstrate that you have mastered the art of the successful destination. Because if you can, it's going to be good for you, good for your team, and good for your bottom line. Thanks for listening. Steve here, and one last reminder, I want to thank you for listening to the show, and I want to encourage you, go over to mojouniversity.com. Before you forget it, make sure you sign up for our training site, and let me be your teacher this year. I promise you, you're going to be successful. You're going to love it. Go to mojouniversity.com and sign up today.